This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Welcome to the Bass Kayak and Beer segment on the Paddle and Fin Network. It's your host, Armando Solan. And on this segment, we kick back with a special guest and talk about life, kayak fishing, and the pursuit of big bass. So get your cold brews on and enjoy the show. So welcome once again to the Bass Kayak and Beers podcast. We'll actually segment on the Paddle and Fin Network. I uh, appreciate all of you um, signing up and uh, listening to this episode. I got a great episode today. I got Mr. Sam, Sam Jones, um, who also did the the reel down, right? You used to work with the reel down segment on the Paddle and Fin podcast, Sam? Yep, yep absolutely. Started out with uh, Brad Hicks, and then Hicks went on to do uh, the segment he's doing now, the final, yep. final cast. And uh, Dan Perry and I took over that segment and now uh dan perry's running the show over there uh doing an awesome job with his new co-host as well jimmy skinner yeah they're doing a great job one of my favorite segments yeah so i i really wanted to bring sam into this show because me and sam were talking about a seminar i should say we're talking about um kind of like jobs in the kayak fishing industry we know that as the sport is it's getting bigger and it has grown by leaps and bounds, especially when we're talking about the tournament scene and also social media and big companies coming and moving in and also smaller companies moving in into the kayak fishing industry. We're talking about of kayak fishing and what better way to make a job out of something that you love doing, whatever it is. But I don't know. I think kayak fishing because of the nature of sport, which I always mention, it's even even better way. So I know, Sam, you run a company called South Mountain Media and deals devils a little bit into that. So I want to talk to you about that. You know, tell us a little bit about South Mountain Media and how can people realistically find maybe a way 
to monetize, maybe not make as much as to be the main income, but monetize out of something like kayak fishing? Yeah. So the first part of your question there is what is South Mountain Media? Um, South Mountain Media, that's my baby, right? That's that's the business, the umbrella, right, of all the things that I do. I have several um, different online businesses and different uh, you know, categories that I'm in, but that's, that's the mother of all those. And, and basically I created South mountain media, um, as a way to, to help anglers and businesses primarily in the fishing industry. Cause that's the industry that I love, um, and support, but I work outside of the fishing industry as well, but primarily it was created to help businesses, small businesses and anglers, um, you know, on the business side, the back end side of all this with social media marketing and advertising, graphics, um, content creation, website, uh, you know, sales and, and traffic and funnels and all that sort of stuff, right? All the 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 back end side of things that most anglers and business owners don't really have time to do for themselves because they're busy perfecting their craft, whether that is being out on the water fishing as an angler or you know making sure that your product um, is being made and sent out to your customers um, as quickly as efficiently as possible. So that's kind of where South Mountain Media came from. You know, I worked in a corporate job, you know, for the big man, and I slowly built a business and taught myself the skills I needed to do all of these things um, and worked with some, some companies at that time that, you know, I was representing as a typical pro staffer, um, and kind of built my experience level up through that. And then now here you are, um, or here I am, you know, three or four years after the start of all that process. Um, I've been doing this for almost a year now on my own, uh, running my own business and, uh, you know, help several different clients again, both, you know, just anglers and, um, and companies. And honestly, a lot of the time, um, I, I'm just taking phone calls and, and mentoring and, and helping people out because I had a lot of people that helped me get to this point. So I like to try and return the favor. Uh, but yeah, that's what South Mountain Media is. Yeah. And one of the things when we, you and I were talking yesterday, and that's when I came up with the idea, man, I want to bring Sam in to the show. And again, my, it's not like I'm the, have the biggest podcast out there, but I wanted to bring attention to what you're doing because you and I had a similar experience in our well my current job and your former job and for those that uh, co-workers that might be listening to me friends and i that know they know me for years you know i'm all about trying to help people and i always try to look for the good in people and try to help them out in my job that's one of the reasons i guess i got hired when i did my interview because they saw and as i as when I got chosen, they told me the reasons why they liked me was um, in the interview was my um, customer service skills, you know, just right. kind of came across as, you know, yeah, you, you'd be great in customer service and great, you right. know, we can tell that you like helping people. We want you here. That, unfortunately, the way the company that I work for um, sees me now, it's more like, yeah, you're more of a problem now because Things have changed, um, and I'm not here to poop on anybody's parade or criticize anybody, but the reality is you experienced that we're talking about yesterday, that now it's more like, well, getting, you know, getting the money out of the client more than helping out. And that 
to me was a big i guess coming out of college i was very naive um and you you told me about that your experience a little bit so tell us a little bit about that you know because i i thought that was a really interesting story and i wanted to share that with my listeners yeah i i mean so the short of it is i i came into you know the business very green as far as not being in that industry before, but I had experience, similar experience in other industry. And I came in and I did really well and I moved up quickly. Um, and you know, it was kind of on the fast track. Um, and I felt really good every day going into my job, not only because I knew I was doing well in my job and I was on the fast track, but I, I really enjoyed helping people and, and, and working with customers and being able to solve problems. I'm, I'm a problem solver at heart, I think. I didn't always know that, but that's something that I've come to realize as I really like to solve problems uh, and, and be creative. And so that's what I did. Um, and then there were some changes. Um, you know, actually, I, I was on a little bit of a leave because um, we were having a, our, uh, our latest child. And um, I came back and there were some management changes and some just changes in the entire construct of the business and how they saw customers and dealt with customers. And uh, I went from like the A team main member to the bottom of B squad, it felt like. And I just, I really didn't like going into work anymore. And I didn't feel like I could help customers or help my employees because uh, I was a manager, um, you know, and my employees were unhappy and I just didn't have the tools anymore. or wasn't allowed to do the things that I needed to do. I felt to help them and help customers. So, you know, it, it kind of further pushed me into doing what I always wanted to do. And I had some really great mentors. Um, you guys, these are names that you guys will know and some you wouldn't know, but uh, you know, Scott Butcher and Chad Hoover um, yeah. were guys that I talked to on a regular basis, um, either at events or on the phone or through Facebook Messenger. And you know, Scott has a very similar story with what he went through at the firehouse. Um, you know, and Chad just being a businessman leaving the military and, and going into the business world, they were just really great at not only talking to me on the personal level, but also the business side, right? Um, and just being real with me, you know, th there was no fluff. There was, it was just real talk. Um, and so, yeah, it helped push me in. It helped me take the leap because I was really scared to do it. You know, I've got four kids at home and a wife and bills and to leave a really good paying job um, with plenty of room for advancement to go into this kind of this unknown of doing my own thing was scary. Uh, really scary, but you know, with mentors and um, knowing that I could do it and I could put in the work uh, and support from my family, you know, I took that leap and it was the best thing I ever did. Um, you know, uh, so I encourage people to do it often, and I and I try to return that favor that was given to me by many people um, as I was trying to make this decision by talking to folks, you know, yourself and others who are, who are contemplating this. And I, I try to do the same thing, just give that real talk, um, and share some insight and, and, you know, hopefully I've impacted some people, you know, <laughs> I don't know, but, yeah. uh, uh, hopefully it has. So, yeah. No, it, it certainly has. I love the conversations because it made me think a lot about what you say. Like you were telling me, you were talking about, well, what do you really want? And I was like, in, in, in similar to what you were saying, and I don't want to, you know, stray too much away from the kayak fishing uh, um, uh, subject, but 
uh, my personal experience with you talking to you when you asked me that question, what is it that you want? Is it just to get out of your job or do you, what is it that you want to do? And that made me think a lot and uh, kind of do a little soul searching in my case, because I was like, man, for the last 28 years, I 28 years, I've been working for the same company and doing what they wanted me to do, which was at yeah. first customer service. Now it's more, we need money. Customer service takes a back seat right now, you know, and right. that, that didn't sit well with me. I, I often got sat down with upper management about you being too friendly, you being too, um, you're being too many, too much customer service, you know? Um, and that always disappointed me. It's like, I thought yeah. that was the reason why you wanted me here. Um, it's very important that each person takes the decision responsibility. You know, you have to set yourself up in a way where you're not going to, like you said, you had four kids and a family. You don't want to make a blind leap here um, without really knowing what's at the other side and what's going to be your potential landing spot. Because at the end of the day, you have your biggest responsibility is your kids and, and your family. So that's always important to meditate on before we make a leap. But I really like that aspect of, you know, finding what is it that you want to do. And for us that likes to work in kayak fishing industry, I guess my follow-up question is, Somebody out there that's listening to this and has thought about, hey, maybe going the social media route, or maybe go the tournament route, you know, or getting sponsors and all that. What is a realistic um, goal that people can have when it comes to this? Is it something that they're going to be a wealthy lifestyle, uh, you know, moderate lifestyle, or just maybe, uh, you know, a little extra cash on the side for tackle or tournament fees? Yeah, I, I mean, that's a... That's a multi-leveled question. Let yeah. me let me let me backtrack for a second because yeah, you of course. started Go to ahead. say something there, and and something that I want everyone to understand is I call them smoke screens, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and this probably comes from my sales background. So in sales, you often you pitch a product or or an idea or a concept or something, and the person you're selling to will um, come back, you know, at you with an objection. Usually the first objection you get is what we call smoke screen. It really has nothing to do with why they don't want to purchase the product. You know, um, it, it really comes down to a lot of times it's their belief, belief in you, belief in the product kind of thing. Right. But, but generally people give up smoke screens in, in sales, but they do this in, in personal life too. You know, when you're just having a normal conversation with someone, people often object with, uh, what I call a smoke screen. And it's really not the core. It's not the issue, right? Um, we also, I see people do this in their, their personal life with what they want and what they desire, right? So w- we put up smoke screens in the sense that I want to be a professional angler, but I can't be because of X, Y, and Z reasons. I want to, um, I want to work full-time in the fishing industry. Okay. But what does that really mean? Do you really want to work in the fishing industry or do you just want the fame and fortune that comes with being Kevin Van Dam or Michael, Michael Right. Because it's cool, right? It seems fun. It seems um, like it would be, you know, a easier life. The grass is always greener, right? Yeah. 
So, and, and that's what happens and, and people get involved and then they quickly lose interest in it or get demotivated because you find out it's actually a lot of work. Anything mm-hmm. worth doing is a lot of work. Um, so I just want to, I want people to think about that. Cause when you, when you start to think about what it is that you want and what you want to do, it typically comes with a bunch of sacrifices, yep. right? a bunch of sacrifices in order to get what you truly want. Um, Cause if it's not what you truly want, you won't make the sacrifices and you'll never get there. Um, if that makes sense. Right. So like yeah, I had to no, sacrifice definitely. a lot in order to, um, you know, run my own business and do my own thing. Um, my family had to make sacrifices in order to fish a weekend tournament. I have to make sacrifices. I have four kids. Like, when I have to travel and go away, that's sacrificing my time with them and my wife. And that's tough. So you have to think about what it is that you truly want um, and understand what the sacrifices you're going to have to make, right? So can I make a career in fishing? Yeah, anyone can make a, a career in the fishing industry. But can you make enough money to live off of it and it be lucrative? Well, that's based off of your living standard. Mm-hmm. If you if you can live off of $30,000 in a in a and have a two bedroom home and, and, you know, don't have to be in the nicest neighborhood or nicest suburb, or you're okay with a, with a $30,000 lifestyle, then yeah, you could probably pretty easily do that in the fishing industry. You want 50, 60, you need 50, $60,000 lifestyle might be a little tougher, but you could probably still do it. Um, are you, are you going to walk into the fishing industry and, and make those six figure incomes? Probably not, unless you have a really mm. great idea um, and you are, you're making, um, you know, a great product and, and, and you've got some business sense and you can do all that as an angler. Uh, look, you're not going to walk into any, any fishing industry, whether it be kayak fishing, um, bass fishing, uh, any other type of you're going to spend more than you make up front. That's just mm-hmm. the way it is there, you know, and there, and there are the Tiger Woods and the Mike, Michael Jordans um, of the world, right? Uh, Michael Iaconelli. The one percentage. Yeah, yeah, there's the one percenters, right? You either are extreme, you're so gifted and talented just naturally, and you have the work ethic that pairs up that just, and you get everything right. Like it, that's going to happen. One percent of the time that's going to happen. But the reality of it is in the fishing industry, no matter what, whether it's, you know, bass fishing on the boat side, kayak side, or any other form of fishing. Uh, the reality of it is it takes a lot of time, a lot of work, um, to get to a point where it's an income for you. And unfortunately, a lot of good anglers never make it because they don't understand the business aspect of it. And they're not willing or can't afford to hire someone to help them. Um, or they just don't get it and don't know that they're missing something. Uh, like that. So the, the business side is important. You look, who's the most recognizable um, angler in, in, in bass fishing on the boat side? Kevin I've Van said, Dam, right? Ke- well, depending oh, on Mike your age, yeah, depending yeah. on your age group, you may say Kevin Van Dam. <laughs> um, I'm older. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would, I would have said Kevin Van Dam typically too. Right. But right now the, like the two most and, and Chad Hoover's talk, I'm, this is not just a concept that I've came up with. Yeah. Let me say that Chad Hoover's talked about this and others, but um. Michael Iaconelli is the most recognizable angler yeah. anywhere. Uh, you know, Gerald Swindle on a given day could be, 
Um, and there's some guys that are coming up. So depending on age group that you're talking about, you may, somebody may say somebody from like the Guggen squad or something like that, yeah. but you know, in our age group, most of the demographic that's listening to this and is concerned about possibly getting career in fishing, you're going to say Michael Iaconelli. Well, Michael Iaconelli is a great angler, but he also owns a media company that helps other anglers. He has a podcast. Really, he's got a website, obviously, as well, but he's got a podcast, a marketing firm. He's a great angler. He's a, he's a, he, uh, you know, a speaker. Um, he also does Bass University. He's a teacher. Um, so, I mean, he has everything put together. A lot of guys think, oh, I'm just going to go out and be really good at the Hobie series. And I'm going to go out and be really good at the Bass series. And then it just kind of falls off. By the way, if you don't win an event, most people don't notice, right? If you're not in like the yeah. top three and you're not winning events, like it doesn't matter if you are, you know, in the top five, every tournament, top 10, every tournament, like people just don't notice that you don't, you know, for the most part, you have to be winning or right there on the podium next to the person winning to get any type of attention. Um, so you have to create it for yourself, right? You have to go out and you have to create it for yourself. Uh, you have to, you know, be successful in tournaments, but you also have to create branding around you. You know, why, why is someone following? What is it about you that um, is going to interest someone? But social media is king right now, right? Like you have to have a social media following. You're not going to go out and get big sponsors uh, just because you won a tournament. That's, it just doesn't work like that. Um, you're not going to get big name brands to buy into you because what's the return on investment? They don't, they don't get money because you win a tournament right? They don't get more customers because you win a tournament. Now, of course, is there somebody sitting there watching it and says, okay, Sam just won that tournament. I, I'm going to go, um, you know, buy everything that he buys. Well, it could happen, I guess, maybe, but it's all, it's about reach. Like these companies want to reach more people. And so mm -hmm. if you don't have a social media following that can reach more people, then what's the allure for them, right? What's going to bring them in? Um, if you're not creating content on a regular basis, whether it be a podcast, YouTube channel, Instagram, you know, some really great photography, um, blogs, if you're not creating some sort of content and you're not reaching people, then what's the appeal? Anyone can go out and get a discount deal at sh your favorite lure company. That, that, that market has been so saturated. Yeah. It, it's, it's yeah. actually, it, it's, it's hurt. It's hurt the industry yeah. more than it's probably helped. It's great for companies because they have more people, more reach, more customers. But as an individual who's trying to make a career in fishing, it doesn't help us. It actually makes it harder. So you have to find that way to stand out. So you have to figure out what is it I'm good at? Is, is it photography? Scott Butcher, boom, that was him, right? Yeah. He was great at telling stories, right? Talking and telling stories, but his photography was on point. It just draws you in. That was his thing. Chad Hoover, what was his thing, right? Huge personality. Plus he had the business skills to organize things and put together KBF. Fluke Master, what's his thing? Yeah. He's a teacher. He, one of the best, right? He can relate to people at all age levels and teach you, you know, the higher end techniques in a way that just makes sense to someone at third grade level or yep. someone who is a career long fisherman. That was his thing, you know? Brian Schiller, what's his thing? He's got a radio voice. He put together a podcast, Ooh. right? No, okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's my boss. <laughs> right? Exactly. Like, 
What, what is your thing that makes you stand out or what is the thing that you can at least teach yourself to learn and get better at? Funny thing about me, I wasn't even able to take a picture of my family three, four years ago. Wouldn't have been allowed with a camera. So I mean, the camera, they would have taken it from me. I wanted to learn photography. I went on YouTube. I read some articles, some blogs. I learned photography. I'm not an expert at it and I'm not great at it, but I'm good enough at it now that people in my family and friends, they ask me to take the photos. So there's in 2020, there's endless resources. Anything you literally want to do, you can do. I'm a ter- I'm not a mechanic. I'm terrible with mechanical things. I don't even clean my own reels. I hate anything that has small parts and I, no, but if I need to fix my vehicle, I can figure out how to do it on YouTube, watch a video and do it. You know yeah. what I mean? It, it's the resources are incredible now. So if anybody wants to get into industry, you have to first figure out what it is you do well or what you could do well. Um, and, and then you've got to build a community around you from that. Yeah, it's a good point. And I also wanted to touch on something. There's a difference between you wanting to get a job or make it monetize in the, in this case with the kayak fishing podcast. So in the kayak fishing industry, and then there's, do you want to get a job in the kayak fishing industry or do you want a job that's going to allow you to do more kayak fishing? Because there's yeah. two diff- different things. Now, the dream scenario, I can make money while I'm doing what I'm doing. But that is not always the case. And it, it, it it's in a case-by-case situation. Every individual has a different set of circumstances going to either allow him or hamper yeah. him or going to have to reroute the way to get there. Now, if kayak fishing is that important, maybe you can just say, hey, I can... I just want a job that gives me more time to do kayak fishing. Well, that's that, and that you have to figure it out. That got um, that had me thinking a lot after our conversation. Do I want a job in kayak fishing? Do I want a job that's going to allow me to kayak fishing? Because yep. kayak fishing to me is unplugging myself from the craziness and the stress that goes with work and with everything else. Mm-hmm. Now. If I pressure myself to like, well, now the sport that alleviates the stress in my life is going to be the cause of stress because now I need to either perform on social media platforms or perform on tournaments in order to make a living and keep my wife happy and my kids fed, then, you know, now kayak fishing is going to turn into your source of stress instead of your source for depressurizing the stress in your life so you have to think about that too i would assume yeah man you hit the nail on the head right so if fishing is your passion right and you're passionate about going out and getting a line wet that doesn't always mean that you're going to be passionate about working in the industry right like obviously it's it's um it's always nice to be in an industry in which you love and care about. So if that's tech, you know, selling tech, if that's, um, you know, fishing and selling kayaks and talking about kayaks, but you also have to consider like, you may not love it as much when it is literally what you do all day, every day. Um, and it could take away a little bit of the, you know, passion that you have for the actual activity. Um, so yeah, that is, that is very true. Like I am not, uh, I'm not even going to begin to sit here and tell you there hasn't been times where I'm like, just burn out on it. You know what I mean? Just from working a ton of hours during the week on, on stuff. And then, 
you know, on the weekend, um, trying to go and relax, but I'm always thinking about the other stuff, you know, because it, it, it's all one category. Right. Um, and, and to be honest with you, there are other industries that are much more lucrative. When you look at the fishing industry, right. It's a lot of small mom and pops from the tackle companies and, and bait companies. Um, even, even, you know, the shops and the stores and all of these, they look bigger than life. They look bigger than life because social media has given us the ability to do that. You can take a guy who's making baits out of his apartment and make him look like this huge corporation with this massive following and customer base. When in reality, you know, he's barely making enough off of that to cover his expenses. Um, so, you know, it, it, getting into the fishing industry can be very tough. Um, if you're trying to take it from a career standpoint, but if your goal is to fish more or be an angler, uh, you know, like a professional angler, and you're looking for a route to do that. Well, there are other industries that you can get in because what do you need in order to be a professional angler? You need job, like you need flexibility in your schedule. Like mm -hmm. first and foremost, you need a lot of flexibility in your schedule days and hours. So, cause you may need three or four days off for practice, two days for an event, right? You need to be able to work from anywhere in the country at least right or the world you need to be able to work anywhere in the country so that you can travel and fish events you're not going to be a professional angler if you stay close to home you, you, you can't do it right mm -hmm. um you can dominate your local series and make some bucks and, and pay for your fishing stuff but you're not going to be a professional angler um and you need to make a decent income to take care of your family if you have one or at least take care of your travel expenses and fishing and all that because it's not cheap at, at the kayak level, it's it's the cheapest you can find, right? Yeah. Um, but it, it's not it's still not cheap. Um, so you know, uh, the great thing about 2020 is there are about 3,000 different things that you can think of in about 20 seconds that you could do online. Um, yeah. And with a little bit of research, and some reading, and some YouTube, um, you can find something that you can teach yourself and, and start making money at, whether that be social media marketing, um, you know, email and traffic um, stuff, uh, online online sales, like reselling, um, you know, the, the, the list goes on and on, right? Uh, drop shipping, you know, is one. So there's all kinds of things that you can do and there's there's really great information and material out there to, to find that. Um, but I think a lot of times people get stuck in their head, like, right, I have to, I have to punch in and clock in and I have to work for someone. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and a lot of times it comes down to reliability. Like I need to rely on that biweekly paycheck and I need to rely on the fact that, you know, I, I've got guaranteed income and, and I, I get all those things. You know, if you like, if you like having high speed internet and 3000 channels and three big screens in your house and, uh, you know, two car payments and, and all of and going out to eat every night and 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 buying your your wife and kids stuff every weekend surprises like yeah you probably need to have some type of really secure job but if you're able to change your lifestyle right and and live off of uh, you know simply yeah yeah live simply and, and and live off the necessities then you can make those changes and and grow your business till you get back to that point where you can. Say, hey, I want a pair of new Beats headphones. Let me go pick those up, you know? Um, 
so it just goes back to like what I said, like you have to decide, you know, what is it you truly want and what are you willing to sacrifice to get that? Yeah. And there's a lot of important things to consider. And for some people, you, you hear a lot of uh, tournament anglers. Um, I'm trying to think what's come to mind, Jackson, or um, you always hear like, well, faith first. And that's another thing you have to consider. I mean, um, hey, if, if the most important thing is your life is faith, keep in mind, you know, what are you willing to sacrifice when it comes to that? How involved are you in your faith? And that's a very personal and soul-searching question that each person needs to ask themselves. What does your partner want? You know, because I know I got my my wife and my situation is different in the sense that she kind of loves what she does and she wants to keep doing it. But I also have to consider, well, I want to live out of kayak fishing, but what does my wife want to do? Because she's... <laughs> Everybody that's yeah, married absolutely. knows if she ain't happy, you ain't happy. So, yep. you know, it's you okay working an eight to five or you out there fishing, even if you can make money out of it. There's a lot of stuff to consider. And there's a, a bunch of rabbit holes. We can go on to that. But I know you're a busy man and you, we don't have uh, all that time in the world to talk about it because we'll be talking for hours. But real quickly, uh, so I make sure we have time for this. South Mountain Media, who are the people that, you know, if somebody's looking for you know, uh, career change or uh, companies that are looking for help in the media aspect. Um, who should contact South Mountain Media and what can they expect for South Mountain Media? Yeah, man. Well, honestly, anyone who's looking to grow their profile online, right, and 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 in their community. So anyone who's looking to um, grow their exposure in their business or needs help with content creation. Um, and that sort of thing, or just general advice, um, on, on which way to go and, and how to, how to grow, um, you know, both on social media and, and convert more and that sort of thing. Like, that's what I do, right? That's what I'm good at. Um, you know, whether it be a business or, or an angler, you know, that, that's what I do. Um, but I, I, I'm first and foremost would rather teach you how to do it on your own, to be honest with mm. you, to be that, that, that really is my thing. I, I enjoy, um, talking to individuals and guiding them to teaching themselves how to do it and doing it on their own. Um, but if you are a, an angler who is inspiring to be, you know, a professional and says, Hey, I don't have time for all of this. I don't have time to make all these posts. I don't have time to write all the, all the copy and, and create a website and, and, and schedule podcast and, and all this stuff. I need someone to do that for me. That's what I do. Right. You, you know, logo design and website and, 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 and graphics and all that edit video, whatever it is. That's what I do. You know, if you're a business, same thing. Like I need my time to prepare, affect my product and make sure my customers are getting product timely. I don't want to deal with posting on social media. I don't want to deal with building a website. I don't want to deal with the problems that come up with websites on a daily basis. That's, that's what I'm for. That basically is what South Mountain Media is. Awesome. Um, so, Go yeah. ahead. no, I, I appreciate you giving me time to share that. No, man. And thank, and thank you. And uh, just to make it clear for my listeners, this is not an infomercial. I know some right. people may think, oh, this this is not. I called Sam and asked him, Sam, I want you to come on my show because I had a conversation with Sam in the last few days about that. And I thought, you know, Sam's a great dude. I love what he had to say. He's not here to try to push me or sell anything. And 
I consider my podcast not only entertainment, but also whatever I can do to my listeners to kind of give them information that may help them in any other way, whether it's their personal life or financial situation, you know, information out there. And that this is why I wanted Sam on this show. Sam's not here to sell anything. I think his resources are very valuable for people that are kind of thinking about it. We see the boom in both social media trends and tournament trends, people looking for sponsors, kind of help them out, maybe monetize. And that's awesome. As much as the sports grows, that's even better for us. So this is the reason why Sam is here, and I appreciate him taking time from his busy schedule to come and talk to us about South Mountain, South Mountain Media. Sam, before I let you go, where can people reach out for South Mountain Media? Yeah, I have a website, southmountainmedia.com. You know, you can reach me there. Uh, honestly, the best way is just hit me up on social media. Um, I'm really easy to find on Instagram and Facebook. If you just type in at jonesing 2 fish uh, so at jonesing, the number two fish, um, just hit me up. I'm, I'm, I'm all about it. And I'm, I'm glad you said that last bit there. Cause I don't want this to come off salesy by any means. That's why I'm not no. giving you like some sales pitch on what, who I am and what I'm about. And just letting you guys know, like, that's what I do. Um, and you know, if you guys need some advice or some help, don't worry. I'm not going to charge you some hourly rate to talk to you. Just hit me up. I'm, I'm happy to talk to anyone anytime. And, um, you know, if you decide you want to use my services, great. If not, hopefully uh, I can help guide you in the right direction on doing it your own way and, and at your own pace and own time. And, and that's better yet. So. Yeah. And that's very important. And um, you know, always encourage people to, to look for guidance when it comes to social media. There's just a lot of stuff about clickbaits and people going about it the wrong way and it may get you some more followers, more clicks, but it could really cost you down the line. It could cost yeah. your reputation, more importantly. Um, it could bring questions about your character. And that's there's not there's not enough money in the world that should substitute what your reputation and what your representation of your character is. So always look for guidance when it comes to that, you know. Um, what is it that you want to do when it comes to social media and how do you want to grow about it? So Sam, thank you so much. I wish we had more time. I know you're kind of busy. Um, to talk about it. I'll, hopefully, I'll bring you up later some other time and talk a little bit about, you know, you're not just doing South Mountain Media. You are an experienced and very successful kayak angler. And I kind of want to bring you on board to talk about more about kayak fishing. But I thought yeah. I wanted to dedicate this segment um, for that. And uh, before I let you go, of course, I have to do speaking about promotion, social media, and uh, shameless plugs. Yeah. Thanks to Douglas uh, Rods. Uh, go check out douglasoutdoors.com. Some of the best rods in the business. They sponsor my show. Um, so big thanks to them. I wouldn't be have them as a sponsor if I wouldn't believe them. I use their rods for my tournaments, and I think they're amazing rods. So go check them out, douglasoutdoors.com, to find your nearest uh, Douglas uh, outdoor, um, authorized dealer. Sam, appreciate it, man. Thank you from yeah. a personal level, you know, thank you for what you're helping me with and thank you for, uh, you know, helping my listeners out for those that are interested. I appreciate absolutely, it. Absolutely, man. Appreciate being on here. Love to come back on another time. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. We got to talk more about kayak fishing, make it more fun. But thank yeah. you so much. Have a great day, Sam. You too. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Finn. 
Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at paddle and fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at paddle and fin on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC Covers, protect your investment. Catch Products, shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle in Fin logo directly on your catch board. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20 and save 20% on all your jig and tackle needs. 